to the Hey Babe podcast. I'm Mary. And I'm Caitlin. And we're here just chatting about all the things near and dear to our hearts. So grab your favorite beverage because we're going to go deep and have some fun. (laughs) Oh my gosh, join us. Hey babes, we are here tonight talking about having babies, where it started, and how it's going now. But before we jump into that, we want to give you a heads up. At the end of this podcast, we're going to chat about some updates to our book club, a happy hour we have coming up, and any more fun giveaways that we've got on the horizon. So we will jump into our babies conversation. Babies, babies, babies. (laughs) Okay, I have to know, when you got married, were you like, I cannot wait to have a baby? Pretty much. Um, I think that I fell into the camp of the people who are like, it's probably going to take me like years to get pregnant. I have Mm. no idea why. I actually think that it's because like, you know, as a young person, things happen and you're like kind of shocked. This is going to sound really irresponsible, but you're kind of (laughs) know where you're going. Oh, weird. I've never gotten pregnant before. Hopefully nobody is listening to this. (laughs) That shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, and then you get married and you just assume. And also, I did have a lot of close people to me in my life who were struggling with fertility. So I sort of assumed it was going to take me a year or two. And we knew we wanted to have a family. Like, really, like, I think if Tony and I knew one thing together, it was that we had really similar family values and that we wanted to have kids. Yeah. So what's funny is, because I want to jump into your story, but we have a very parallel beginning of our story. Yeah. So it's kind of fun to talk about, like, so the very beginning was this exact same. Yeah. We both got what married. Was it like for you guys? Yeah. Well, we, we got married and we're like, let's have a bunch of children. Yeah. That was the plan. I mean, not knowing how it was going to go, but the hope was like, let's start our family. How it started was, let's start a family. And That's how it whether started. that took a year or two, uh, we didn't know it was going to take a month, but <laughs> we were all in. And I think a lot of that has to do with, which, which I've talked about before, is that we really lived out our 20s. Like, mm. our, at least I can speak for myself. I really lived out my 20s. And I think Tony did. And we just felt ready. We were 29 when we got married, 29 and 30. And we just felt ready for babies. We had no idea what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I also lived out my 20s. Uh-huh. Um, that will be on another podcast. Yeah, episode. God, those were some good. Those were some good years. But yes, I I feel the same way. It was like, and Chad was in the same boat. We was like, okay, those years are now behind us in a fun way, and now yeah. like let's move on and start a family. Yeah, like I feel like it was a very like it wasn't even a when I hear people talk about it like other people, it seemed like a very like, I don't know if I'm ready for kids. Yeah. Like I feel like we never maybe we're dumb and we just didn't like analyze it much, but we just sort of went for it. Like yeah. we just felt like it was the time and that it was never going to be perfect. We I think we I guess that's it. We both knew there was never going to be a perfect time. Amen. Yeah. And there wasn't. There's so, still not a perfect time. No. So um where it started was we went on our honeymoon to St. Lucia. Um, I remember I had gone off birth control at our wedding, like the week after our wedding, well, no, the week before our wedding because whatever. And I wanted to be off birth control because I had heard you have to be off it for a certain amount of time to even attempt, you know, to get pregnant. So I went off it. Give your body some time to regulate. We went to St. Lucia. We had our honeymoon. Um, We did not get pregnant on our honeymoon. And, um, but I was sort of like, oh, this is fun. This could happen at any time. 
and the next month we ended up getting pregnant oh, which was like my shocking. gosh um which i know you know it's a sensitive thing for a lot of people who don't who are not able to get pregnant quickly and you know i know mary don't worry if you're feeling sensitive already this conversation wait for my story no 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 i know but i mean like we have such very different stories so if you're somebody that's struggling like this is not the story same story for both of us even though that's why i was saying like our we paralleled at the very beginning at the very beginning and then we We like completely perpendicular yeah yeah yeah. our stories to becoming moms are different but we became moms yeah you know and so um we got pregnant and um you know, nine months later, I think oh. it was our, it was our, so Mia was born in April and we had our one year anniversary in June and it was a lot. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. And it was a lot. So you had an infant at your one year anniversary. Yes. And we went, <laughs> I remember we drove to, where'd we go? Like Napa and we went out to lunch and no more St. Lucia with a, with no, an infant. No more, and you know what's so funny <laughs> you say that? Our plan, we made honeymoon besties from, like, we had two, Aww. like, two couples from, Bo- one was from Boston, one was from New York, and it was just so much fun, and we all said we were going to meet up on our one-year anniversary in St. Lucia. Oh. That didn't happen. Um, I remember looking over at Mia in her little, like, car seat, thinking, like, holy shit, like, the, <laughs> like it just, you know, it's the, it's the process to get yeah. them out of the house, and then you're breastfeeding, and breastfeeding was it wasn't what I imagined it was all really hard like I said it was amazing because I have her now but I struggled in the first six months of being a mom like I yeah I don't think anyone else knew that like I definitely did the things and handled the things and put up the pictures but inside I was like I was like oh like I'm responsible for another human being and I can't breastfeed her and I feel like I'm not enough and like I just had like so much don't you feel like it's safe to say like in your case, even even if getting pregnant is easy, yes, that doesn't mean post having a baby yeah. is easy. Like, no, thank you for saying that because that actually puts it in perspective. I haven't heard it in that way, but yeah, pregnancy was very easy for me. Like getting pregnant, being pregnant, yeah, so so um, simple for me. I didn't have sickness. I didn't have any of that stuff. Her delivery was really complicated, but then I had her and we got through it. I didn't expect to feel so anxious about everything. I didn't expect to feel so bad that I couldn't breastfeed or that I had to use formula. Mm. And then, um, yeah, that was a journey. And then I haven't, I've shared this with quite a few people, but then she was three months old or four months old and I got pregnant again. And (laughs) I know, don't laugh. (laughs) I mean, I kind of have to. (laughs) Wait, no, no, no. Sorry. Let me back up. No, no, no. She was a little bit older than that. No, that was with Alex. I had a miscarriage. In oh, between. oh my yeah. gosh. You had a whole nother. Yeah. You got pregnant yeah. three months. Yeah. So girl, I, I'm I forget in... if I went because it, you know what? The first year of motherhood is such a like, blackout. it's such a blur. Um, but I look back at that now. I think she was three months old. It was literally like the first time I had gotten my period back and that you could physically get pregnant. Yeah. I didn't think we need to get back on birth control yet wrong I got pregnant did you teeny tiny bit panic I oh I was not happy about it oh and I was just like yeah I just couldn't actually I, I don't think that's fair I couldn't I was like in denial about it full denial didn't believe I, what was happening to my body I can understand that went in they were like yeah there's a sack there are no baby yet but there's a sack so come back in in two weeks came back in in two weeks and there was no baby um I know I'm saying this very, like, matter of fact. And, like, at the time, I was like, okay, very logical. That makes sense. My body's not ready. I know that's not everybody's story, but that's how I was. I was like, is my body's not ready. 
let's just do this thing. I had the miscarriage. And then like a month later, I started feeling really badly about it. Just like oh. maybe that I had, you know, all the, all the yes, dumb stuff yes. we do. Like Girl, all, I, all the yes. thoughts. Maybe I caused it because I didn't want the baby. Anyway, fast forward to, so that turned into me like being like, hey, we need to have a baby. Like, close together oh 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 <laughs> and like that made gonna... you realize you did want a baby yeah I did but I and so then I said um let's try when Mia's like one and then two months later we got pregnant with Alex and it was a successful pregnancy wait so so I got Mia pregnant. wasn't one yet no Mia was six months old when I got pregnant this okay so I got pregnant when Mia was three months and then again when she was six or I guess five or six months I mean two months after I miscarried so did that plan just went out the window I think I was so emotional (laughs) about I okay I processed the miscarriage I didn't process the miscarriage when it happened I was just like move on you have yeah 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 you have a baby then I then I don't know I think I just felt really weird or guilty about it and Mm. I like was like let's do this and so I don't quite remember how it happened, but one fateful night we got pregnant again. And then <laughs> it just it I remember thinking like, okay, this might not work. I just had a miscarriage. Sure, you had just been through that. Right. Yeah. The doctors were like, Your body's like, well, you just had a baby. Like you need to, you know, if this doesn't work, like take some time. Anyways, it ended up producing Alex. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. so how far apart are they in fifteen and a half months? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then? Okay. And then um, we always knew we wanted four. We thought we wanted four kids. Okay. We definitely knew we wanted three. Four was kind of like our maybe four, right? Like, I guess I guess what we, what we knew is that we wanted three. Four was like, if we can do it, let's have four. Um, Tony will have as many kids as I want it. As I want to have, like, oh, I have to be the you're voice the of reason. you're the hard stop. Yeah, okay, which sucks because I'm such a I'm like a I, I uh, that surprises me because you're he's you... such a family like he grew up okay his okay. mom is one of seven the fuel family is ginormous okay. like family get-togethers are insane and he is just he loves it so yeah. he would have as many as I wanted although funny now that we have the three and a, a very two year old boy he's like yeah I'm kind of glad we stopped at three <laughs> um, but I. I decided that we wanted a third, but I definitely didn't want to do it like I did it. You with wanted me and more Alex. space because I, I was in. I realized the postpartum was intense, and I didn't realize it till I got out of it. I definitely had postpartum, so I wanted to give it more space. So Alex was eighteen months when I got pregnant with Jack, which I know might sound like oh that's not a lot, but like then when I had Jack, she was two and a half. Yeah, is that right? She was eighteen or nineteen months, and then when I had Jack, she was exactly two and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. were two and a half years apart, and to me, that felt like, uh, like I enjoyed his pregnancy with poor Alex. I basically, again, like barely knew I was pregnant because I was busy, like totally in first mom land, you yeah. know, or first time mom land. So, um, had him, and it felt like they were big sisters, and it just, it, yeah, I don't know, same thing. And they really, were so doting on their little brother. Yeah, I've seen and it. I yeah. and I actually, interestingly enough, didn't have postpartum with him at all oh I don't know if it was that I was a third-time mom and I was just more relaxed about Mm -hmm. the whole thing I but I actually think it was the spacing I think my body had time to like recover and recoup at that time I was doing a lot for myself and between Alex and Jack I Mm -hmm. did bar like every day like exercise and yeah I don't know yeah it's crazy how different it was yeah and and, mind you I had I said I had easy pregnancies but at the second half of Jack's pregnancy I found out I had a condition called 
Oh my, my god, god, I remember this. Um, now we can't even remember I the can't condition. Remember it, but <laughs> it's it's where your liver starts like having issues and you get insanely itchy. Um, ICP. Um, I won't try and say it, but it's short. It's ICP for short. And then um, basically it's a high risk for the baby. So you have to get induced early and you have to be like very closely watched because the baby, if it's not caught, can be born like stillborn. So that was scary. But again, third time mom, you sort of deal with it like, okay, well, the doctors are watching. Like I just felt more confident to sort of handle all the things. And when he was born, he was healthy. And yeah. Okay, so now he's just a crazy two and a half year old. <laughs> um, and isn't yeah. that the whole thing? It's like, and and we'll go into my but my story too. Yeah. But like the whole thing is like, regardless of how it all starts and how it goes in the middle and kind of how it all how ends it up. Now, yeah, it's so different from how it all really from how it all begins. Yeah, you know the ending of or you know not that it's the end, but like you've got these three healthy, happy. Yeah. You know, and by and all accounts, crazy, wild, yeah. wonderful children. Yeah. And, and and we've yeah. had our things. You know, we had, you know, we had a lot of, like, little health. Not little, but we had a lot of health scares with Alex. And yes. just she had a tough first year of life. I mean, she was the happiest baby, but she had a few eye surgeries. She had, like, we had some, like, concerns about different things. And we'll go into yeah. it just because. But um, it was a, it was kind of a scary first year with her. Um, and then, you know, now I look at her, I'm like, gosh, you're just this like amazing, like little being who yeah. is just, I joke all the time that out of our six children, Alex is my favorite because <laughs> she's just so, she's just so sweet she's and easy going she's and she's a, just, she's, she's an old soul. Yeah. She's an old soul. Yeah. She's like, just, she's not into the, the other things that the kids are arguing about. She's or, the last person to be like, that was mine. Like, yeah, she she's never going to say that. Yeah. But, and yeah, so I feel like that's such a great way to say it. It's like what we imagined like having kids would be like and like yeah. how we started and like where we are now. It's so it's just it's wild. I mean, that hasn't been that long. No. Nope. Is six. That's six years of like insane things that have happened. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about your journey. Okay, so mine mine actually I think the only non parallel in that is that I thought we were gonna hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Right. So you were like, I think this is probably going to take a year or two. I was like, okay, we're going, we went to Puerto Vallarta for two weeks. I was like, oh, I'm coming home. Yeah. Do? I was like, we are coming home pregnant. We are just going to go for it right now. And, um, we did not come home pregnant. And then were you, this is a super personal question. Like, okay. did you even know at that time? Like, oh, I have to be ovulating to be pregnant. Like, I feel like I just assumed yeah. like, yeah. So I like, I did the whole, you know, I mean, I was 30, I, mean, I was 31 yeah. when I got married, so I had, like, some kind of knowledge yeah. of what my body well, was like, doing, I but, but I was... You but, weren't, like, tracking it. But really. I, like, no, but not... No, I wasn't, like, um, which I did later. I wasn't yeah. doing the, like, taking my temperature yeah. when I first woke up or, um, you know, all of the things that you can do when you're tracking your ovulation, but I had gone off my birth control before our wedding so yeah. my body could regulate... The whole thing. The yeah. whole thing, right? So then, and then, and then literally it was, like, okay, so... We did Pretivarta for two weeks and all we had to do, this was like, it was just like, let's just go have fun and get pregnant. Yeah. Like that was literally our plan. Totally. Because, and then we thought we have to go have fun and get pregnant because then we're going to come home and just have like so many kids running around that we just (laughs) like have to go live it up right now. Yeah. Like this is our last chance. Like literally. And even when we came home, I mean, 
and this is where the psychology of infertility can really screw with you. Uh-huh. In our minds, we, well, okay, uh, me, in mm-hmm. my mind, because Chad was just like along for the ride, and guys don't as understand this as much, no, per se. Totally. But in my mind, I was pregnant. Like, that's how much I was like, let's have kids now. Or, you know, like, yeah. you're like, let's have. So I was like, hey, okay, but then when we get home from Puerto Vallarta, like, we have to be good because I'll be pregnant. Yeah. Like, just, like just this is how effed. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah. And then, and then for anybody who's dealt with infertility, then you know, then the months start ticking by. Mm. And the, and the, it's like, and, and, and this is the other thing. You start, um, I'm going to have so many people, because I know so many people deal with this, and so many people right now that are just like, oh my gosh, you buy pregnancy tests when you have not even missed a period, mm-hmm. right? So you start taking pregnancy tests when you have not even missed a period, and you are, like, it's going to be positive, it's going to be positive, it's going to be positive, and then it's not. And you're like, how much, like, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't even close, but I know when I wanted to get pregnant with Jack, it did take a little bit longer. I remember being, Tony being like, how much are you spending on pregnancy tests? Because yes. I was like obsessive about it. Obsessive. You get obsessive. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine. And then that. you and then you play you play so many tricks. Mind games. Yeah. In your head. There are so many mind games. You know, it's like, okay, next month. Did you have a rule about yourself? Like, when did you start to develop a rule? Like, this is when I'll test. Like, okay, so like, so day. honestly, I, I have to laugh about it only because it was, it's almost like um, deciding on a Friday that you're going to like splurge on food or drinks or whatever. Yeah. And on Monday, you're going on a diet. Yeah. And then Monday co- rolls around and like, you feel like such crap from the food yeah, yeah, and yeah. the yeah. overindulgence <laughs> that on Monday, you I just keep rolling. I can't relate to that at all. I don't know what you're talking about. I never but, like, do that. Mm-hmm. Every single month, like, so I take a pregnancy test, it would be negative, and then I, and then I remember sitting there in my bathroom being like, okay, Sir, Mary, next month you are not doing this. Oh. You are waiting until yeah. your like period. You're, you're like, because I'm not doing my, this to myself. Yeah, yeah, and I was fortunate enough to have, like, a really regular period, so I had zero reason to be taking the pregnancy it's test. Like you know what I mean? Late. Like, yeah. yeah. It's but like, you're so excited. You want to know. Yeah. And, and you know, and you read, oh my gosh, Google is just so the enemy Ugh. when you're dealing with fertility and you know, and everybody. Don't GTS that shit. Don't Google that shit. <laughs> and, and you, and you read that so many people like get a positive pregnancy test five days before oh. their missed period and you read all these things. And so it's you go just. down the rabbit hole. You go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And then it's just one thing, you know, or not one thing. It's one month after another month after another month after another month. Mm. And it's like, and then you, you, um, you kind of figure out like, like, wh- where do we go from here? Right. How do I not let the panic set in? Right. The panic's already setting in. Where do I talk to my doctor? I didn't even have a doctor actually established because we had moved up to, I'd moved up to yeah. Luma and, Yeah. Um. And then, like, do I just bypass a doctor and do I go right to a fertility specialist? And, like, what do you even do? So, um, yeah. Um, I think I actually – actually, no. I made an appointment with my OB from where I lived before. So mm-hmm. I just drove all the way down there and told her, you know, I was like, hey, we've been trying to get pregnant. and How long – can I ask it how long had it been at that It point? wasn't that long. I think I was – I think – so we got married in January of that year. And I think by, like, May or June I made an appointment. Okay. And, you know, I had already told myself, like... So that's like six months. Listen, 31 is not too old to be starting to have children, but 
The only catch is that I I came into it. You wanted you went in kind of wanting four. I wanted five. Yeah. So I'm thinking if you do the math, five kids. <laughs> I wanted five kids. She's already on three, so yeah. <laughs> but I wanted five kids, and so I thought if I don't get started at 31. How am I ever going to have five? You know, because you got to have some time and then in between. That adds to all the oh my god, the pressure yeah. and the panic and the the whole nine yards. So you know, mm-hmm. so I went and saw my OB, and she um, she had me go do a what they call. I think I'm saying this right word, but I I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm not. I think it's called a hyster- hysteroscopy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but yeah, they go- <laughs> sound right. Mm-hmm. Are you not my OB? <laughs> so they go in. They basically go in with a really cool ultrasound, put a balloon, a balloon up, like up inside your uterus, fallopian tubes, and then put dye in and make sure that the dye doesn't get stuck anywhere. So there's no blockages. Okay. So, and it's actually, cause now, and I can say this now having had three children, it's probably the most painful thing I've ever done. Oh. Crazy painful. Cause there's no anesthesia and they are expanding a balloon inside of you and it is just horribly painful and they're looking to make sure there's no no organic cause right Right. so like like if there's scar tissue for some reason or tumors or anything so um and this this I didn't know it at the time but this would be the first thing that made me feel kind of hopeless and that is because they found nothing so it was like you're almost kind of hoping that they'll find something that they can then fix that you have like eggs and everything um, they can't see it in that, but then I'll, I'll and I'll okay. go into quickly like okay. the other appointments where they can see okay. or not see. But like, yeah. yeah, in that they just wanted to see that there was kind of like proper passageways for right. everything to be flowing. So they did, and then you'd think that I would have felt hopeful after that, but instead I felt like, well, then what's the problem, right? Like, there's no nothing is blocking anything. Yeah. Like, what's the issue? So, anyway, skip ahead. Um, my OB then referred me out to a fertility specialist um, who, I, you know, and I'm so glad. And they kind of, so their answer was at the time, and so now this is five, almost five and a half years ago. Um, they said, we won't see you until you're a year of trying and not getting pregnant. Ugh. And you're yeah, like, like, that's not going to work. But you're like, and you know, you're like, everything else is functioning. Like my body, I'm, you know, again, very fortunate. My body kind of is like, it works on a pretty yeah. good system. So I think I just knew in my like gut, in my heart, that something wasn't right. I didn't right. know what it was, but I was like, I don't think you need to wait for a year for me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So anyway, that and year, yeah. But you did. Did you have to wait a year? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess I could have really pushed, but there's some element of your life, you know, that you're no, like, totally. maybe I should relax a little bit and see how this goes. And then we, I mean, I can only imagine the the shit people say to you. Oh god. Like you just relax or just So I actually really wasn't telling anyone. Yeah, and it's still under the one year mark of your wedding. So yes. people aren't and getting so, nosy quite yet. Well they're getting nosy, but I felt like I could easily say, like, God, you guys, we haven't even been married for a year. Relax. Yeah. And and right. meanwhile, I'm in total panic oh, mode. That breaks my heart. We're not yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we're not getting pregnant. And the last thing I want is everybody else's opinion. I mean even like I really didn't talk to anyone about yeah. this. Yeah. And and again, and it wasn't like to also be also because you don't know what's going on. Yes. So and like, it's not you even because you're like trying to be like quiet or private about it. It's just like it's such a struggle. You just don't even know. You just don't even know what you need. Yeah. You don't even know what you need. Yeah. So um, I think the only person I even told that I was maybe even seeing a 
or that I went to see a fertility specialist or wanted to see a fertility specialist was my sister. And my sister connected me with a woman that she used to nanny for mm-hmm. who had had, who had done IVF. And she called me and she was so, 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 so sweet and kind of give, gave me that, that like boost of hope of just that, like, this is going to happen. Right. I don't know how or when, or here's a doctor that I use, but like, take a breath and just know that like, oh, like she, she threw you a life raft. She totally, yeah. totally threw me a life raft. Yeah. And then, and I mean, I'm not going to say that that gave me all the hope I needed, but like it helped it me. Start. It was a start. So then skip ahead because, so we got married in January of 2013 and okay. Reese wasn't born until September of 2015. So mm. that's how long we tried. Like, yeah. I mean, that was, yeah, you know, over, over two and a half years after we got married. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, then we went and we did finally, when we finally, when we finally, um, made the decision to go to a fertility specialist, um, it was, it, I, I only wish that we had done it earlier because we waited even longer. Cause then we were, you know, we actually, I'm sorry, we saw a different first fertility specialist first who did a bunch of IUIs and that was just what's an IUI it's um inner uterine okay. insemination right so basically they literally just like, like you're in a doctor's baster. office old school turkey baster. it's old yeah. school turkey baster mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we did actually get pregnant for a half second on that Ugh. but it but but honestly at that point I know that this could sound super insensitive because I did get a positive pregnancy test out of it but I never felt connected to like it you knew kind I of like knew a, like yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't mean to no. downplay. You're you're not. You're talking about your own experience. Yeah. yeah. So so I was never. I was like. I felt almost more excited for everybody else in my life who wanted a baby. Oh yeah. But I wasn't excited yeah. about that because I just knew it wasn't. So wow. anyway. Yeah. I mean, so intuition. We ended yeah. up finding this amazing fertility doctor in Marin, and if you're listening to this and you need a doctor, um, I'm happy to pass along any information. Doctor who. Um. Dr. Uzlak okay. is my, was my, he's just everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's Marin Fertility Center. And so anyway, we went in, we literally went in on December 5th. I'll never forget for our first appointment. That was like three days ago. How many years ago? That's yeah. December 5th of 2015, yeah. 2014. Yeah. Now on December 5th of 2014. Um, he started, we started all the shots. We started all the everything. I mean, that was the, that was the most wonderful thing to me was that he was, he was not like, okay, well, I'm hoping that in six months we can try to start working. He was like, Let's do can this. you come in for your appointment? Like he drew all my labs. He did my, he did an ultrasound to see if I had, if I did have follicles, which turned into eggs. And I did. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I think you're a great candidate for this. And so, um, for IVF. Yeah. And so we went in and wait, Pause for a yeah. Because I have a question that yeah, I, I feel like it's just interesting. How when do they start looking at the male, like the male? Oh, possible. Like at what I'm point sorry. Process yes, do they say like, oh, maybe it's something with the male sperm. Yes, we did that. We'd already done that when we were doing the IUI. Okay. And but they waited like until you you were at the point of needing to do an IUI before they tested his sperm. Yeah, I think what it's not until you're going to want help that they're going to say, you know, that they're going to say, well, before we give you help, let's figure out where the actual issue is. So we did, we were diagnosed with unexplained infertility. Okay. Yeah. So there's no cause for this. Yes. We don't know. Chad was great. I had good eggs. What's going on? What's going on? Which again, 
and I've talked about with other friends that have dealt with infertility issues, it's actually, I think, more maddening. heartbreaking and maddening because there is nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, I mean, it's even worse, obviously, if there's something that you know like and you can't stop, and you right? can't do yeah. it. But like, they were just like, we just don't know why you're not getting pregnant. We just, we can't figure it out. Okay. So, so then like, they're like, thanks for all the hope. Yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> thanks for all the hope. So December, so we had already, um, decided on the doctor we were going to go with. We had done all that stuff, but December 5th was the first day of the treatment that he was going to start. Okay. And so you have to go in, you have to do shots every day, um, which are more psychologically screwy than they Mm -hmm. are painful. Like Mm -hmm. you have to like squeeze your belly and put a shot in and Mm then, and then a shot, I think in the behind and, Mm And meds and like, you know, and they tell you that your entire like stomach area is just going to get massive. And how did, did it, did it? Um, the shot, like, so the shots were just a psychological game. I, you know, it was just like, get through it. I don't know. There's something about like putting a shot into your stomach area that feels very weird. Yeah. Um, I did get pretty bloated looking, but I was able to cover that up. It was December. So I had big sweaters on and I wasn't really that concerned about it. Remember, this is pre-COVID times. We were out seeing people. We were actually having this. um, So, okay. So skip head. So December 5th, we went in for our first part of the treatment. Two weeks later, they were going to do an egg retrieval. On a Friday morning was how they had decided. But you have to keep going in to um, check to see if your follicles are growing. Okay. And they were growing, and we were getting good follicles, and so there was a lot of hope. And then we go in to do an egg retrieval, and um, we did that on a Friday. And on I'm not even kidding. On Saturday night, we had uh, on Saturday night, the day after, we had our like annual holiday party at our house. Okay. Like a big old like a Christmas major. party. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to like, and they were like, you know, just go home. You're going to be really uncomfortable for the next few days. And I was like, I can't, I can't. And not even because I can't, because I had to show up for these people, but like I mentally, I just couldn't, I had to like, you're like, this is important to me. Yeah. And I think I had been held back so much by all of this fertility stuff that I was like, I have to just keep living my life. And like, yeah enjoy this just has to keep going yeah so and I actually had I actually did so what's funny talk about a psychological mind fuck yeah so my eggs get retrieved on that Friday Mm -hmm. we only got six eggs out which was not a great sign they needed like 14 or 15 because they dwindle as the days go by okay so it was a little bit like they they put you under you wake up and there's just a number written on a whiteboard next to you oh my god I mean it's it's why? It, I don't know. Why can't they just tell you in person? That's it's so just cold. kind of like. Well, I mean, they can, but they they write it up for themselves okay. because then the the eggs get. I, I know. You, I know this yes. is bad shit, but then the eggs kind of get whisked off to the lab. Yeah, and... they're like in case we forget, there's six. <laughs> yeah. So, so as you kind of come to, you like kind of Sorry, turn. To the, ha- you have to, I guess, kind of laugh. You have to find the comedy in this. You yeah. have to. You kind of turn to the left, and you're. And I was like, I think, I think I had gone in thinking we were going to get like fourteen or twelve or something like that, right. and then, and then I'm like <gasps> six. Oh. And you know, it's a numbers game at this point. You know, you're probably going to lose about half as they sit in the in the lab waiting to be inseminated. Like you just okay. know that this is not six is not fabulous, but it's not terrible. Right. But it's, it's not, not fabulous. One, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so anyway, then I went, I went home. We have our big Christmas party the next day. And I was thinking, okay, the eggs are actually out of me. So this is probably my last day to drink. Yeah. I, mean, I would totally <laughs> think the same thing. 
So, um, you're like, I'm just gonna look it up, people. <laughs> Does anybody oh, in your God. life, by the way, know you had just had an egg retrieval? Not, um, my sister. Just your sister. Just okay. my sister. Not okay. Not okay. my mom. Not my, and not because I didn't trust my. I think my mom would have. My mom feels too deeply about. You didn't want her. You didn't want her to worry about you. I think she wouldn't have thought about anything else. Like yeah. the woman would not have slept. Yeah. I mean, I if that was going on with my kid, I don't know if I would. So like, I get it. Yeah. But yeah, so just my sister. And, and and I'm sure my sister would be so disappointed to know how much I drank that night. But I was just like, the eggs are out. <laughs> just kidding. But like, the eggs are out. This is my time. Okay, so then December 24th, Christmas Eve, um, like they're just they're just looking at the eggs. So or the embryos at this point. We decide opted out of having the major genetic testing, mm-hmm. um, which I think. I don't know how, how I even feel about that now that I'm older, but we just, we figured at that time we were, we just wanted a baby so bad. Right. We just, we didn't even, yeah, we didn't even, you didn't want to consider those things. We didn't even want to consider, we didn't even want to go there. Yeah. We didn't even want to go there. We just wanted a baby at that point. It had been two years. We just wanted to have a baby. So anyway, so they just kind of tell you like how the embryos are developing over the course of the either five or seven days you have to choose from when you want to put them back in. Otherwise, you have to do a frozen, you have to freeze them for a month or two and then re, um, oh. put them back in. So there's a lot of decision making. It feels like a lot of pressure. Um, we opted um, to kind of trust our doctor. Well, here's the thing. As the days went on, yeah, we came out with six. Three ended up being available, being viable okay. after about fifty percent. About fifty percent, and then on day we did a day five transfer because at that point we only had two. Okay, and panic set in again. And he did say that at my age, so now I'm thirty three. He said I would I would put in two, and not because I want you to have twins, but because the odds are you'll probably only end up with one. And so on Christmas Eve morning, we drove down, had it put back in. Oh which is a God. wild, you watch it on a camera and then laid there for 30 minutes and got up and went home. Okay. And then Reese well, was born Christmas Eve. 10 months oh, later. So yeah, that, this is Reese. That, that, this is Reese. Wow. Yep. This is Reese. So we, so for two weeks, four, two weeks, you don't even know. Well, actually, I guess, I'm sorry, four weeks. You don't even know if you're pregnant. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's two, two weeks. weeks because yeah. now you've it's already, that's your ovulation window. Yeah. yeah. Kind of made up ovulation window. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So then, but you don't really know if like one or two took, and so we went in at our two week mark. Isn't it true that you have so many hormones in your body that you can get false false positives? Yeah, heard that. So yes. So of course they tell you do not test until you come into our office. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. But on um, so okay, so on December twenty fourth we put two embryos in, Mm -hmm. and on December thirtieth I had a positive pregnancy test. Okay. And then December 31st, they had me do a blood test and they called me. Yep. And then, and then on, and then they called me on, then they called me on January 1st with the news and, um, what a fabulous new year. But like, so I kind of already, but I kind of already knew, but like you had the affirmative. Yes. I had the affirmative. Then we went in two weeks or, you know, sorry, a couple days later. The whole time. Or did you feel super like, okay. Cause you said before. Yeah. This felt good. I felt, I felt the connection. I felt the connection. Mm -hmm. Um, you and felt pregnant. I felt pregnant. I did. I felt pregnant. And then we went in a couple of days later for an ultrasound. We just saw one embryo from the very get-go. Yeah. 
And that was that. Reese was born literally 10 months later because she was had her at 41 weeks. And, um, and can I just tell you, like, her personality, like, she's just such a fighter and, like, a strong-willed person. Totally. Like, little girl that I'm like, damn, this makes your journey totally. to life to me is, makes it I so know. much better knowing I know. Her. I know. I kind of wish that I knew. So we chose. It's so Reese. We even didn't. <laughs> She's it's, like, I'm going to win this battle. It's I am so going to be Reese. the last man, the last woman She's going to be the last woman standing. Yeah. We we even didn't choose to um, ever have any embryos tested um, gender-wise. Yeah. So we had no idea oh, what we were putting in. Yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah, you can find out anything you want. Holy shit. But so we didn't even know, and we chose not to find out our entire pregnancy. I love that. Um, yeah. So it's fun, too, because even our, even our, um, Until, our yeah. fertility doctor... Like, if they don't test it, they don't know. Yeah. So, like, because you kind of think, like, are you putting in a girl and a boy or two right. girls or two boys or what are you right. doing here? But they don't even know because that's yeah. a whole other test. So, anyway, um, we never knew. And then that was Reese. And then, and then, in, okay, so that was two and a half years after we started. So, then, literally, we had Reese. I'm, I'm not even playing around. This is, like, terrible to even say out loud because so they tell you I ended up having a not planned C-section but not an emergency C-section. But um, she just was sunny set up and wouldn't come out. So, we yeah. had a C-section. So then um, I had a, I had really a very, all three of my pregnancies were, I, I actually feel better pregnant than I do, not pregnant. I, I, I'm with you. Which I know is not like, the norm. I feel but more hormonally balanced when yes. I'm pregnant. Yeah. If there's a doctor that listens to this podcast or Can OB somebody or explain that to me? A nurse who knows about this shit. And can you Is there tell some hormone you can is? give me that I can feel like <laughs> I'm, be, it's, yeah. It's progesterone, right? Oh, God, I don't, uh, okay. yeah, but I just wish I could be that all the time. I know. I felt Less anxious, more balanced, like just wonderful. Pregnant. Yeah, and I I know that's not everyone's experience, but it's both. No, yes, yeah, but it's but it's both yeah. bars. So, so then we, okay. so then we. I'm not even. This is so. This is where I was saying. I think I think Reese was like four weeks old, and I was like, we have no time to lose. Let's go. Holy yeah! But, but that's because we never you knew. got pregnant again. And also, so we so we're tr- and now I'm I'm. Temperature taking, I am everything. Can I tell you what's crazy about this? Is like yeah. I met you when Reese was probably like thirteen months old. Yeah, and yeah. so I would have never known you were on that journey. Like I, I think at some point you told me, yeah, we did IVF for Reese, but like that wasn't, you know, it's not just like an opening conversation. Yeah, right? yeah. But like you were just so, I don't know how I would have known. I know this is like so many thousands of women are like yeah that why would you know this is my journey it's private but like I didn't know and it kind of makes me feel sad in a way of like god you were not like sorry for you but you were handling a lot well that's sweet of you although I will say once I had Reese the game changed okay so I I wanted to have more children but I also so a couple things I also felt like okay all I need to do is all these things then I can have babies so it's fine but I also felt like if I never have another kid I have Reese yeah so and it wasn't like I you know it's like I wanted to have more but I was so fulfilled by her that I can hear that I think when I had that first miscarriage I felt that for a minute because you know you start to play mind games yeah anybody who's had a miscarriage knows you're like Okay, like, what if this is it? What like, if this although is I got it? pregnant, I mean, I remember literally thinking, I got pregnant so easy the first time, but what if that was it? Yeah. Like, what if yes. that was a fluke? Yeah. You know, you do totally. Do that. Yeah. So I, 
so I was, there was this, there wasn't the same sadness or panic or worry okay. while I was trying to get pregnant again. Yeah. There was frustration, I would say, but not sadness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I had this adorable little girl who like really lit up our lives. Right. And, and, and I kept thinking like, if this is what it's going to be, I'm totally cool with this. Yeah. But I kind of like a lot more. Right. You know, like. And it was like four more, Mary. So anyway, then, and then, and I don't even know if you know this. So then we did another. So remember, we put in both eggs with yeah. three. So the only panic came that we had no other embryos left over. So you had to do. So we had to do the whole thing over again. And, you know, what they tell you is um, your eggs as they are so right do, now you today. You didn't have to do the balloon thing again. You no, I didn't have to do the balloon thing. Off. They already knew that. Yeah. But, like, as your eggs are today in this very moment is the best they're going to be. And every day that goes on beyond that, they get older and they dwindle and the number goes down. Okay, so, like, hello, panic. Yeah. Yeah. So we did another egg retrieval. Um, We waited. I mean, we didn't wait, but we tried really hard to get pregnant on our own. And then nothing. And then we did a – so we did an egg retrieval. We got, um, like, 14 that time. It was huge. And remember, the numbers go down. But at least this time, do you think? Reese is probably two. Okay. Yeah. I think she's maybe a little over two. Yeah. Um, and then I did a um I did a transfer, they call a fresh transfer, similar to what I did with Reese. Yeah. And same thing, and I was like, cool, we're gonna have another baby because this has been a great experience. And then it my pregnancy tests were negative. So, like, they, how many did they? Two. Okay. I put in two. I put in the, so, and then here's the other thing. They put in your best your ones, whatever, ones. they put yeah. in your best ones. And I'm, and you're just like, well, and, shit. And here's the thing is you and I were pretty close at that point. I had yeah. no idea. And I'm not like, I just feel kind of like. It was, yeah, so this would have been July. Were you just like sucking it all up? Or like May. Again, or were you just kind of like. like I was I just know, like going, I was just kind point. of going through the like, this is what I have to do to have a baby. But like when you found out that those embryos didn't. So I didn't feel the connection. Okay. So it wasn't it wasn't like I was like, oh my gosh, I must be pregnant. But it was more that I hadn't really considered not getting pregnant mm-hmm. that way. And so that was where a teeny bit of that like doubt comes in. Yeah, like, oh, we could do this for the next five, five years, years yeah. and get nothing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've known plenty of people that have done rounds and rounds of IVF and like I don't even want to get into the financial well, <laughs> strain of it, but it's massive. It's I massive. mean, we're six figures at this point in our kids, you know, and like, what do you even worth think? every penny, of course, but like well, you don't everybody, I know, but I mean, but everybody else, you know, you're like people who are just like, oh my gosh, I know we just accidentally got pregnant. You're like, oh, I just spent $55,000 on this child oh, or that's whatever. Insane. Before they're even born. Before they're even, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So anyway, but I still had more embryos left over and I just, I was just like, you know what? This is just, it's okay. We have more embryos. We'll charge ahead. Do we'll do another. Do you wait like another month or what? They, do do? Yeah, it was just like the next, they let me basically yeah. like, nothing ever attached. It wasn't like I had to mm-hmm. um, miscarry miscarry anything. Yeah. And then, and then he implanted another two and then Warren was, so another, two. so now Warren, I, but keep this in mind, favorite. but keep this in mind. I've my now had, <laughs> I've now had. Really, six embryos put in, and I've had two children come out. Wait. I mean, at that point. Yeah. Right? I've had, I did two with Reese, two that didn't take, two with Warren, and I have two embryos. I mean, two children that came out of that. Yeah. And Um, so, but, so, but we got Warren, and he was, and it was another really wonderful um, 
pregnancy. And I then, remember you telling me that you were pregnant with Warren, and that was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, but can we just talk about for a minute, like, we both just said our favorite child. Like, okay, we <laughs> love all six of our children. Alex like, and Warren are the our best. middle children. <laughs> yeah, the middle kids. We, we love best. you all, children. But, like, you... I think there's a connection that I have with Warren. Like, I adore Reese because she's close to my girls. Yeah. But Warren is just this, like, bouncy little human being. He, yeah. All he does is bounce all day long. Literally. He just like, literally he bounces. Yeah. And I just love him. His happiness is just, like, yeah. the best thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so then and you, then... Um, uh, yeah. And this, then, is, this is where it gets This is where it gets crazy. Dicey. So then, So then Chad <laughs> and I have a conversation about, you know, we did still have a couple of embryos left over. And so when do we want to do that? This is... Warren's only, like, three or four months old at this point. Are you just, like... Do you ever feel exhausted? Like, God, this sucks. Is like, because I have fertility issues, I have to, like... I can't just be like, oh, well, wait a year or two. Like, yeah. I have to, like, go. Yeah, I mean, but then I also had, like, my mother had kids in her 20s, 30s, and 40s on her own. Oh, so you had perspective on that. So like, I was like, just like... Yeah. But, no, but I mean, I was just like, hey, it's... so. I mean, if I need to have kids into my 40s, but I obviously need help, whereas she didn't. Right, right, right. And so there's that okay, added... you didn't have that feeling of, like... Or just, I just mean the idea that, like, you didn't have the luxury of trying to space out your kids exactly No, how you I didn't get to them. choose. Like, that's yeah. a luxury that a lot of people who don't have fertility issues have. Yes, yes. You know, they can choose how, and not, it doesn't work perfectly, but they have, yeah. Yeah, where you can kind of plan, like, your kids are going to be two years yeah, apart. Yeah, like, I was saying, I don't Like, everybody's saying, like, there's so going to be a... Jack further. Like, yes. That's not a choice that everyone can have. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't get that choice at all. Yeah. Um... And so then, um, so so we'd at least had the conversation like, when do we want to go back and implant the other embryos? And when we hadn't we really decided formally. we we hadn't really made a decision. Like we wanted Warren to be one ish, and then and then kind of just start going because you know again we didn't know if it was going to work right away yeah. or whatever was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then I'll never forget. I went to his six month checkup for his <laughs> with his pediatrician. And I was leaving the office and I texted my sister and I was like, I haven't gotten my period. Sorry, I hate talking about periods. But like, I was like, I haven't gotten my period. And she was like, go to the drugstore and pick up. Why do you hate talking about your period? I don't know. I mean, I I hate that word. I hate that word. I hate that word. We need a new word. We need to refresh our, we need to not. No, I don't, I know. I don't mind talking about it. I hate period. It's just a weird word. Just a weird word. Let's come up with a better word. (laughs) Um. And so anyway, I said to her, I, I, I think I was like, I think I missed my period full well knowing I've missed my period, but yeah. I just don't really like on honest to God, there was not a part of me that thought I could be pregnant. The only thing I thought was I don't want to go find out I'm not pregnant. Cause that probably means I'm hitting early menopause like super early menopause. and I only, and I really wanted to have more children. And so I was like kind of in this panic mode yeah. of like, maybe that was the problem the you whole time. You didn't consider being pregnant. I mean, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm, I didn't. Not, yeah. And so um, she so she said, go, you know, she was like, go. And I was like, no, I'm not going. Because that's the last thing I want to see is a negative, And then yeah. that means that I'm hitting early menopause. And I'm like, I'm like a week or two late at this point. Oh. Yeah. And so then, um, so she said, then I need, you need to make a plan. You know, it was, it was like a Wednesday. And she said, by Monday, you need, if you haven't gotten your period, you need to go take a test. And so I'm like, okay. And then I left the doctor's office parking lot and I went right over to CVS and I picked up a pregnancy test and I went home and then I just sent her a picture and she was like, yeah, I know. Oh, I <laughs> you were, And obviously it was, pre- it was positive and I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. So this is where like, if you have sisters, you know, so Chad's at work, 
no idea this is going on. Had he known your period was late? No. Yeah. Because internally I was yeah. panicking that this was something really yeah. negative again. Like I've yeah. had a negative experience with trying to have babies and maybe it's because I'm going to be pre-menopause, you know, yeah. early menopause. So, um, so anyway, then I took him, we went on a walk. And again, because it's all pre-COVID time, we like went and got milkshakes with the kids. We went downtown and um, I said, I'd taken a picture of the test because I just didn't even know what else to do. I was like, is this real? Is this real? And I also kind of like. Dude, I have a three-month-old. Yeah. No, he was, no. He had just turned six months. But that also oh. meant I, he was five months when I got yeah. pregnant, you know. Right. So anyway, so then I, we went on this walk and I said something like, um, you know, I was like, what, what would what would you think if like we just got pregnant? And he was like, well, you know, we can't, we know that. Oh. And I was like, but I, I was like, I know, but like, what if we did? And he was like, uh, he's like, but we, he's like, Mary, but we stop fucking. With you. <laughs> it's like, I think he was really like, thought there was maybe something wrong with me. Cause he was like, what? We can't. And I was like, <laughs> we did though. And so then I showed him the picture oh, and he was me. like, wait, what? <laughs> oh. Honestly, he was just as, uh, as dumbfounded speechless yeah. as I was when I was looking at the test yeah and then of course I said to him because this is so you know such a protective female I was like don't get excited I don't even know what this means yet you know like I right. have, we haven't been to the doctor right. I don't know but this is but I was also like but I'm also like two weeks late yeah. and so the were fact you that we're feeling ch- it at that point like were you yeah like sure? I yeah, yeah like the whole yeah. yeah and then and then Luke was born nine months later Eight months later at that point. Did, and did they ever say, like, I know they don't know, but were they My like, OB, so happens, when I went into or... my OB and she was just like, oh, my, didn't think I was going to see you this soon, you know? And I was like, yeah. yeah, me neither. And I love her. And she, um, and she, no, she just said, you know, sometimes our bodies just need to kick we... it in the gear. The The crazy thing is, I'm, I'm saying this all now from the perspective of, like, now I have three kids that I am just, like... Yeah. My, my days are insane and yeah I wish I could like of course I wish I could like go back and tell the girl what was that five and a half years ago or six years ago now that's like it's all gonna be okay but how do you say that to, because, you know like and also you don't know and you don't and you don't know and that's a really good point but yeah. I mean but I mean the whole perspective of like once you so when you're in it it's all it's all you're in yeah it's, that's it that is your entire life is like but infertility you also started a business and, and then I know nice but I mean but then you but then and I've talked to a lot of or se- several friends that have dealt with infertility too who are like now on the other side of it and yeah. they're like what's weird is when you're when you're going through it you're like this is I don't know how I'll ever have any other life than the infertility life right and then you have children and you are living a very different life yeah. and then and then it's other people who are trying to get pregnant anymore. you're like you're going to be fine right you're going to get pregnant you're going right. to be running around crazy like I am right now it's just so it's so wild. So anyway, I I guess and my then point there's that very small percentage of people who never do get pregnant and that like you were quote like the fact is that like that's that fear, right? Like that's that like ultimate fear is like yeah, you know we'll there's always that possibility. No how, we have to have a family, but like there's that possibility of yeah that it won't happen. And yeah. just like anything else in life, that's got to be the yeah that's the scariest part. Of course, and yeah. I mean, and I think, and, and now you just it's just crazy to see like your whole journey, and now you have these like three really rambunctious, crazy, yeah. And it's hard. Like I feel insensitive sometimes only in the sense that like now I'm so far away from that journey. 
that I'm now like anytime that I like complain about my kids, honestly, I even give myself pause for thought because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're that girl that I hated when I was trying to have a baby. Oh. I know, I know. But like, but I at least yeah. but at least I can still remember that, feel that, pause for a second. To move on from that, right? Like I know and, and here's what I'm saying is here's the therapist and me kicking in. You Let's don't hear it. have to detach from it that is a part of your journey and your process but you're not held hostage to it no you know what no. I mean? like you don't ha- it's not like oh mary because you had these babies by ivf you now should be the most grateful mama ever yeah that is no because and that's not real it's not it's fair. not real but i just i, I just remember I that you, there that, must... that would put so much more on it yes like, just the fact that like all you wanted was to be pregnant yeah yeah. Yeah. Or even just remembering that like there were so many women out there who I felt like in my moment, right? In my really like selfish, self-indulgent moment of like, God, why can't you just appreciate what you have? That's what I want, right? You know, like yeah, there's that natural. Yeah, yeah, there's that feel of so so I guess I think I'm overly cautious when I say things of like Ugh, today the kids have been crazy, but I'm all, but I also understand that there are people out there who are like, I want a crazy day with kids. Like at least I can see that, okay. you know, I can feel I that. I hear you. And one doesn't, and it doesn't ha- the other. No, right? not at all. Not so, at all. Yeah. I just love to be able to, but um, that's your, yeah. Let you women know that like, you yeah, like you will likely look back on this experience in my exact shoes and be like, oh my gosh, now life is crazy. Now life is crazy. Totally. And I have to say, you're not the first mom I've talked to who had an infertility journey who feels like like what you just said of I feel and I think even more so than how you just said it is like they feel this pressure to be always positive or grateful that they have children. And so they feel bad when they're just like struggling with the very real things that us moms. Oh yeah. No, I mean God, motherhood is just real no matter how the kids came about. Yeah. you know, I don't know what it felt like to go through your journey, but I just, I don't know, just because I just want to be like, don't, don't do that to yourself. I, I know you, I think you have a good perspective on it. Yeah. I mean, but I, I think, think it's, I think it's about just understanding we that all are great. We all should be, it's a, it's a beautiful thing having children and it's a hard thing. And it's a Both hard thing. <laughs> true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like that if there was ever a, like a, a a headline over my head because I say it so often is both things are true. Yeah. Like that is just, yeah. you know, life. So I know we just went real deep <laughs> and we haven't yeah. even gone into the fact that Mary's thinking about having four children. I mean, I wish <laughs> I want, I wanted four too. I, yeah. I mean, what, what, what would be, okay, here's another question. What would be your hard stop number? What's your like? Four. Um, okay. Four was always our hard stop. Okay. And I have to, <laughs> this is going to be, I have to let you guys in on a little secret. Oh, yeah, Maybe I love... it's not a secret to, like, my best friends, but I... So, Tony had a vasectomy when Jack was six months old um, or eight months old. I think it took me a while to, like, say, okay, yeah, go do it. And like I said, he was very, like, whatever you want, babe. And that is not a good place for me because <laughs> I am, like, well, I could have four. And meanwhile, my life is insane with these three. I'm trying to run a private practice. But I just felt like that's selfish. Like, if I want four kids, it shouldn't be about, like, my job or my work. But anyway, so I would do this, like, mental gymnastics on it all. <laughs> and finally, I mean, I was, in, like, in so much, like, stress over whether we should or shouldn't. And then six months hit, and I seven months hit, and eight months, I was like, you know what? If you don't do it now, 
we're going to get pregnant. And I don't want to have the experience of feeling like, ugh, like I had such a joyful pregnancy with Jack. I didn't want to feel. Yeah, I get that. That, that like, I don't know, an unwanting or a regret. Like, yeah. That just would feel horrible. And um, so he went and got a vasectomy and I just was like, don't even, I couldn't even talk about it. I was like, just go. Like, it still even wasn't talk like, about it. <laughs> I was just like, he's like, it hurts, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you're an idiot. You didn't get the drugs they, like, offered you. Like, he didn't take the drugs they offered oh, him. Oh, God. He went to work after, like, the doctor explicitly told him, firemen and cops are, like, really dumb about this. Like, don't go to work. Like, take the week. Take two weeks. He went to work three days later because he was technically at a slow, quote, unquote, firehouse at the time. They got, of course, a big-ass fire. <laughs> oh, no. And he basically, like, injured his himself. So that's all happening. And I'm still like in denial that he's had this vasectomy, but like, no, it's probably better for us. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Now I like, I think for the whole year after his vasectomy, it's been over a year now, sadly. I was hoping. Oh, she said sadly. I was hoping for a fail. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping. It's not too late. Do you hear those stories of people that are like, and it's so weird because I had him get a vasectomy. Yeah. I sort of wanted, like, an excuse to have a fourth baby. Like, oh, it was so crazy. It was We should probably (laughs) talk about that. But, yeah. We should really analyze that in therapy. It was like fate, you know, like the vasectomy failed and we have this fourth baby. Like, why do I need an excuse? Like, you were just banking on the doctor messing up and that's how you're going to get your fourth baby. I was banking on us being so fertile that, like, it just would happen. It never meant to happen. Because. I mean, it's not over. It's all because I'm so indecisive. Yeah. That I just wanted somebody else to decide for me. That's what it really comes down to. I mean, do you want me to decide for you? Can oh you reverse God. it or what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Do you that. need me to? Yeah, okay. No, we joked, I think... about it. we joked about it the other day and he's like, I'm not going to that again. That hurts so bad. I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. I had three vaginal births. We are not going to compare right now. Yeah, no. Anyway, so. Yeah. Okay, so your hard stop was no, but you ended with three. Yeah. I mean, your heart heart stop. No, your heart stop was four, but you ended with three. Okay, so I knew I wanted oh, like definitely three. Okay, okay, three for sure. Like that was your minimum. Yeah, and four was like I would love to have four, but it wasn't like I need to have four. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think my hard stop is five, but I think we may only get to have three since we started so late, and I don't, I don't even know what. I don't want to put pressure on the future. I mean, I would love to have another baby, but I'm also, I'm not, and I'm. I'm turning 40 in March, which is totally fine. I can have, I have plenty more years of yeah. having babies, but like, but I just need to be realistic at some point because. And like what you feel. I don't know what it's that. About like where you feel. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally feel like I could physically have another baby right yeah. now, but I'm also not ready right this second. Right. So that's another and issue. Have, and I have, Lukey? I basically have like three infants. I can't so. Even keep track, so <laughs> Lukey's like seven months old. So I'm just, I'm not ready. Right. Like. Yes, physically, I feel like I can have another baby. I don't know him yet. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. So he's the cutest little chunky. And I'm. I'm I'm actually getting concerned that he's going to be my mischievous child. Why? I don't know. He's giving you vibes. He's giving me some (laughs) vibes lately, and like I think he might probably. He probably will end up falling under like the like the most fun third child. I swear, dude. I know. Yeah, like he's probably going to fall under the category of most fun. The party boy, but. I think he's going to give me a run for my money. And so I either need to ignore that fact and just have another baby yeah. or face that fact and not have another baby. Oh, I don't know. Cause I think here's what I didn't say. Having Jack be almost three now, like love that kid to death, but talk about like 
giving us a run for our money. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, I'm a that's, scared our, of that. that's him. So I don't know if we could like, uh, we, uh, I don't know if we could survive a fourth baby. And I'm not saying this for you, but I'm saying this for us in our particular situation with how busy and into stuff Jack is. I feel yeah. like what, I don't know. I feel like we can barely come up for air. Like we're starting to come up for air for sure. But like, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're just getting less and less patient too, the older we get. So that's hard. <laughs> And you know what the bad news is? We're fresh out of wine. We are fresh out of wine, so we should probably just wrap this yeah. up because who wants to keep talking without our wine? We got to do our... Um, okay, yeah. So our updates. Yes. You go. Um, okay, so book club meets... We meet every Sunday night, and I just want to throw this out there. We're going to do an Instagram story about this too. The book club is just like a no non-committal, if you feel like showing up and having a conversation, cool, and if you don't, cool too. Or if you want to come and turn your camera off, we won't judge. Yeah, or whatever. The point Show is... Show up in your nightgown. We don't Yeah, care. this past weekend when we did it, it was so much fun. Not everybody was actually caught nightgown. up on Who where... Wears a... What? <laughs> Who wears a nightgown? Like yeah, nightgown. Sweat, sweat. <laughs> um, not everyone was even caught up on the book, and that didn't matter. We just... Yeah. We ended up talking about some really cool things going on in life and yeah. um, some quick uh, um, synopsis of kind of how Matthew McConaughey lived life and how we could learn some things from him. But we actually didn't talk about it the book for that long. It went into a lot of fun directions. It went into a lot of fun directions. So we've got that. We also have another happy hour coming up. So we're going to send out a recipe and the date on our Instagram soon with all those details. So an Instagram live is how we do our happy hour. So um, Caitlin and I get together um, in the same room and uh, – put out our recipe for whether we're going to do a cocktail or, well, that's the only thing you need, yeah, need a recipe for. Otherwise, we're going to pick a wine. bottle of wine or beer yeah. or whatever we're going to do. But you can have whatever you want. I think we already decided on sidecar, didn't we? Yeah, we're doing a sidecar yeah. for our December happy hour. Yeah. So um, we've got that coming up. And it's a great thing, especially if you are um, likely not seeing as many family we're for Christmas right this now. year. Yeah. Um, this will be a great cocktail to move you right through that season. Yeah. Just yeah, and you know, side card up, and it's free, of course. Like we're not like I mean, we just want to create opportunities for women to connect and come together. Like, you know, we created all this out of a need that we have in our own life yep. to feel like we're connecting with real, authentic women. Yep. On a, you know, so we so the point of that is we will never ask for you guys to pay for anything. This is not a subscription based item or project or um, get together. And I don't know. We just felt like we needed to say that because I don't. I know there's so many things that women, um, not pay women, for. but but well, that women pay for, but that people are asking people to pay for. And we just want to provide a bunch of free content for yeah. um, people to feel like you can relate to other women and um, feel some kind of connection, like especially come to in the season. A virtual space where you feel heard, understood, and can laugh and feel like connected. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, especially in this season, like you were going to say, where there's not a whole lot of that. Yeah. 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 And then and then post COVID, we can get really crazy about our connection. But pre but it. during COVID we'll um we'll, we'll keep, keep it virtual. We'll keep it virtual. <laughs> anyway, um and then giveaway coming this Friday. We'll post another giveaway. Um we will have a really fun giveaway, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. And all of yes, our fun I stuff. We only have our... a couple weeks till Christmas. I know. <sighs> crazy. It's crazy. I know. Do you have... No. Have you talked to Santa at all about everything? I know what you're going to say. Do I have Christmas shopping done? Yeah. No. 
Um, no, Does Santa have Christmas shop? Like, yes. have you you have that direct line to yeah, get all that? Yeah, I know exactly what Santa what they want from Santa. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Well, that's a start. Yeah, and I did feel really proud of myself today because I will say, I went to our local toy store and I and I and I bought yes, I love and this. I bought stuff because I was like, you know what? Like, I wanna. I want to support local businesses this year. And so um, it made me feel really good. I spent, you know, a couple hundred dollars and I feel like I finished. I did actually get a good amount of Christmas shopping. Oh, good. Oh, but good. what's funny is I didn't plan on it. I just walked by and I just was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Yep. Yeah. That's why you're so good. I have my lists. I need to grab my things. I mean, I can go to that <laughs> the, the store and get it. The girls only knew they wanted. There's only one or two big items they wanted from Santa. And then everything else was sort of just like. We do one or two big items from Santa, or, and then everything else is from us. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Santa's nice. Your Santa gives one or two items. Yeah. We just do, like, one. Just one. One big Santa gift. Yeah. It's so interesting to hear. We'll have to put a pull-up on yeah. what Santa gives people's kiddos, because I'm so interested to hear how different families do it, or maybe they don't do Santa. Maybe they do something well, else. Or, like, then if you have the problem, like, in my life where my mom does better than Santa. I know. And then... <laughs> I've had to have that conversation <laughs> with my mom. Oh, I don't even care. I'm just like, oh, well... Yeah. <laughs> Santa needs to step up your game, Santa. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, so more soon. We can't wait to chat further. Okay, and our final segment. Yes. Oh, yes, my God. Oh, my God. It's new. It's a new segment, so we're kind of forgetting, and then we're going to wrap up. Our favorite thing. So Mary and I came up with a segment where we can talk about one thing that we're loving right now. And so it can be something we're eating, drinking, watching, listening to. Okay, you go first. Okay. Mind something I'm drinking, and if you follow us on Instagram at heybabe.mk, you would have heard this on stories, which was my new Sauvignon Blanc. I am a huge Sauvignon Blanc person. I just love it. Um, and it's Long Meadow Ranch Sauvignon Blanc. It's like a $19, $20 price point. Yeah. Um, so good. So easy to drink. Like, She's really loving this Oh, bottle. my God. I know. I made Mary go and get it before before our podcast yeah today um so yeah it's delicious and I think it's great for like a special night I know I'm kind of a cheapo and I don't like getting a hangover so I like to drink wine that's between like 12 and 15 dollars on like my just me and nightly basis with me and my husband but if I'm gonna have a girlfriend over I'm gonna buy this one because it just feels a little (laughs) bit nicer I love it yeah I love that you relate that to a hangover too okay um mine it's actually gonna be kind of a repeat I have from last week because so Gabby our my TV guru oh yeah love Gabby yeah we love Gabby in fact I might just do a segment about what Gabby's watching oh, but yes. but Gabby did uh, or recommended the flight attendant which uh-huh. I finally started if you have watched um dead to me oh have you I seen that it. with yeah. Christina yeah. Christina um, Applegate. Applegate um it's similar style and I'm actually super hooked and so is Chad so we're already we're just three episodes in but um I kind of can't wait to get back home and watch like the next episode okay I'm for sure so the flight attendant yeah but I also have several more that I want to go on to next week but this week flight Flight attendant attendant. and it's on HBO max yeah yeah okay and I probably should start recommending things that are a little bit more accessible but I'll work on that for next week how do you get HBO max it's a whole app that's what I was like searching for it's like one more app to pay for I know it sucks okay so next week I'll do something that you don't have to have a special subscription. <laughs> well, you know this is us to pay for. Like, go to, but that well, yeah, this is us. 6, yeah. So. I also, by the way, just uh, caught up on Grey's Anatomy. I know I'm probably like oh, the only I person still in the that. world watching Grey's no, Anatomy. No, a lot of people love it. Um, but um, I'm just gonna say this, and so sorry if you're not caught up, but it's from last week anyway. George, 
George comes back. What? George the comes original? back. The original? The original George. And fun fact, George is in The Flight Attendant. He is. He is a character or a, an actor in The Flight Attendant. So, oh, okay. But George comes back in Grey's Anatomy and I cried. Oh. I just need you to know that like I cried. How, what happened? How did he leave Well, Meredith. Okay, okay, wait. This final two seconds. Meredith has COVID. Meredith okay. has COVID and okay. Grey's. Okay. Meredith so has COVID really and she game. is, oh, they are like so relevant. It's crazy. Yeah. And Meredith is, it is touch and go. We don't know if she's going to make <gasps> it. And so right now she is kind of in the in-between and she is seeing McDreamy. Oh. She's seeing George. She does not know whether or not she wants to stay or go. Okay. I'm Do you see I why I'm crying? Do you see why I'm crying this. when I watch this? Yeah. So she is, Meredith is battling COVID and she is in the in-between. She wants, she just wants to be back with McDreamy so bad. Oh. But I'm also like, you have three children. Why do I, why is this a conversation? But, but I, but she just, but she just loves him. It's, yeah. It's and George. And so anyway, um, yeah, you should watch that too. Okay. I'm going to. I know. I'm, I, I, I literally, I'm like the last man standing watching it. Grey's Anatomy. I get yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. Wrap up. That's it. We'll chat we soon. Get <laughs> crazy ass life. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And we'll let you know when all of these fun things are coming up. So, Mostly yeah. our happy hour because that's the most exciting thing. Yeah, for sure. All so right. Follow us on Instagram. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at heybabe.mk so we can keep the conversations from this podcast going, give you a preview of our imperfect and very real lives. Did we mention we have six kids, six and under between us? And be the first to find out about our fun events and offerings. Mm-hmm.